Welcome to the Accord Research Alliance podcast, where we talk with innovators who are committed to measuring what matters in Christ-centered relief and development and advocacy. My name is Rodney Green, Manager of Monitoring and Evaluation at Compassion International and one of the hosts of this podcast. Today, I share with you a recent conversation I had with Dr. Sabod Kumar, Chief Data Officer at World Vision International and Steering Committee member of the Accord Research Alliance. Sabota is the author of many papers, including co-authoring the article Toward Laying the Foundation for Christ-Centered Monitoring and Evaluation in the Christian Relief, Development, and Advocacy Journal, available online. Sabota and I discussed the topic of how to view and utilize data through a Jesus-centered way, or in other words, a kingdom perspective, where data is a way to listen to and meet with God as revealed in Jesus. Or, in the words of Sabod, to gaze upon the face of God in data. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Dr. Sabod Kumar, at the Accord Research Alliance, we have benefited greatly from your influence and example over the years. It's about time that we have you as a guest on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Rodney. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here uh, this morning. Excellent. Well, before we jump into the topic for today, can you give us a brief introduction to yourself? Sure, Rodney. Um, as you have already mentioned, um, I'm Subodh Kumar, and uh, I am a statistician uh, by my academic background. And I've been working with different organizations, especially in the area of monitoring and evaluation. Uh, and then I did my research on uh, missiology and basically looked into data and uh, evaluating our programs. Um, I also worked for Food for the Hungry for about nine years um, as uh, Senior Director of Data for Good. And now I'm joining um, World Vision as the uh, Chief Data Officer. Um, I'm married with two kids. And both of them, uh, Abigail and Nathan, are also very interested in data. Uh, and uh, right now, they're studying their uh, mathematics and economics. Thanks, Sabod. It's great to learn a little bit more about you and your journey. Um, so let's jump right into our topic for today. And so what does it mean to you to gaze upon the face of God in data? Thank you, uh, Rodney, for this uh, question. You know, knowing about God and knowing God, in my mind, are two different things. I can know about you, Rodney, by reading on LinkedIn or uh, on uh, searching for you on Google. But if I know, if I have to know you, then I have to. Uh, closely work with you or intimately uh, know you, that's how I will know you better, else I will only know about you. So the same thing with God. So what we are talking about gazing upon the face of God requires knowing him, not knowing about him. So when we are talking about the word uh, gazing upon the face of God, uh, we're not actually talking about physically seeing him, but it is a figurative word, uh, which means that uh, we are trying to know him better and better, better and better. 
you know, as we look about uh, data, uh, data has, when we try to understand our data, we try to understand three things. One is the attribute of data. One is the characteristic of data. And another one is the nature of data. This is exactly how we know God, either through his attribute or his characteristic or uh, by his nature. Without these three things, neither you can gaze upon the face of God uh, in data or understand data itself. So understanding his goodness, his kindness, his sovereignty and his providence is to understand data by these three uh, attributes. So let me give you an example. Um, nature of God. So the names of God are dependent on these three things, nature, attributes, and characteristic. Same thing like we understand data. So Alpha and Omega is one name uh, that describes the nature of God. Same thing, you can have different, different names like Adonai, which is an attribute of God. Jehovah Jireh, provider, that's the characteristic of God. And the same thing we understand in our data and we understand God uh, uh, with, with these names or we can uh, understand different characteristics or nature or attributes of God. And that is why uh, I've also uh, given a name to this God that we discover uh, through Bible or through understanding this data. And actually Paul introduces us in 2 Corinthians verse 10, um, chapter 10, verse 13, um, Theos Mitro, which means God of measure. That's really interesting, Sabo, to hear about that. Could you unpack a little bit more what you mean by nature of God or attributes or characteristics as it relates to data? Um, what are some of the ways that you're able to determine or find clarity around those characteristics or those categories when you look at data? Thank you. You know, uh, when we do uh, data analysis, so in, in, in statistics, we understand that uh, we start with a descriptive analysis. And descriptive analysis uh, in statistics is all about understanding the nature of data. So when we say uh, nature of data, we talk about whether the, what is the distribution of data? Uh, so is it normal distribution? Is it a binomial data? Is it a poison data? And based on the nature of the data and the attributes of that distribution and the characteristics of, of that distribution, we do our analytical process. And then these are the very important thing to do descriptive analysis. Um, same thing if you look at qualitative data, in the, uh, we do uh, textual discourse uh, in qualitative data. Again, the same thing. We understand its nature uh, before we do any analysis. We do attributes uh, and we understand the characteristics. But when you start understanding the data more, you start inferential analysis, where is relationships or our association that we are finding between the variables. Same thing with qualitative data. You look at relational discourse when you look at patterns, similarities, or uh, dissimilarities. Now, when we look at data from the same perspective, when we are looking at the, uh, let's say we have collected our data in our M&E, um, and I can give an example from Food for the Hungry. You know, we, um, 
uh, we collect data through survey, we collect data through uh, routine monitoring. And data has these different um, attributes. Let's say attributes, when we say attributes, we talk about um, uh, uh, data points, which is uh, male, female is one attributes uh, in the data. When we're talking about individuals, um, we are talking about uh, sort of uh, whether it, the father, mother, or the role that the human person that we are collecting in the data plays. So you see, you see God in, in different, different attributes of that God in your beneficiary data or the data that you're collecting uh, from your field. Same thing in terms of, uh, in terms of nature uh, of data, uh, which means what type of data are, are we looking at that we are trying to analyze. So that nature is exactly the similar to the, to the nature of God, his sovereignty. Um, uh, his omnipresence. Those, those are the nature of God, which, which is basically uh, the, the nature of the data is also telling us the type of data that it is all about. And then characteristics are the important things in a data analysis where, um, you know, you're talking about your beneficiary or participant who is a farmer, who is a teacher or different way of engagement. So you see that same human person because we are created in the likeness of God. And then you see God in different, uh, playing a different characteristics in your community. The data that you're collecting, sometimes you see him as a father. Sometimes you see him as a mother or a sister or a brother or a teacher or a leader in the community. Different ways that you see the different characteristics of God. Does that help, Rodney? That is helpful. And so my next question is, is really based on that. So could you give me an example of um, how you've looked at a data set, you've looked at these attributes, characteristics, the nature, you can see some of the patterns, relationships emerging. How have you translated that to seeing God at work in that community or through that data? Uh, could you maybe talk a little bit more about that and give an example of, of when you've experienced that? Sure. You know, um, let's talk about uh, uh, his nature first um, um, that we have been using. Uh, and, and these natures, uh, we can find, you know, uh, uh, going back to the Bible, uh, we can see uh, this, na this nat uh, nature in terms of uh, data uh, that we see uh, reflected um, in the Bible. So, for example, in Exodus 26. Uh, 16 to 18, or Ark in the Ark of the Covenant, uh, you know, the nature of measurement uh, is reflected because in, tab in Tabernacle, he's giving very specific measurements. Ark of the Covenant, very specific measurements. Uh, creation of Temple in First King chapter 6, very specific measurements. Um, uh, each and every parable of Jesus uh, uh, during the ministry of Jesus, uh, Jesus is specifically using um, whether you call it um, a lost coin or a sheep or a lost sheep or a, a, a prodigal son or pick up any parable. In every parable, you see the, the, the nature of measurement or, or God's nature reflected in Jesus's parable. Um, or finally, New Jerusalem in Revelation chapter 21, verse 12, which basically articulate that 
how, how critical it is for God in his nature measurements. And so when we are uh, basically doing um, a measure uh, in our ME program, it is not simply about us. Now, one of the basic distinction, Rodney, that we make between the work that as a Christian MNEP person we are doing and uh, the, um, the secular organization when they are doing measurement. See, for them, everything is about measuring success or progress of their program or project or performance of their program and project. It is about them. It is about their project. It is about their organization. Whereas the distinction that we make uh, as a Christian ME professionals or anybody that is doing uh, dealing with data, that for us, data is not about us. Data is not about the organization we are working with. Data is not about our progress. We go to the community where God is already present. He is present even before us. So when we collect data, isn't it about witnessing him in action? So everything that we collect in data is revealing God better and better, is revealing his work. That means we are witnessing. And that's what uh, Bible commands us. That's why we are created to basically glorify him. I think that's a philosophical distinction between how we do measurement uh, and, uh, uh, and how, uh, why we are able to say that we are gazing upon the face of God because we are witnessing him. The data is all about us, him, and not about us. Thanks, Sabod. I, I really appreciate this posture and perspective. Uh, it's very humbling to approach it this way as well, to see that we are entering into a story that's much bigger than us, much bigger than our organization. Um, that we're entering into the story of the kingdom, the story of God at work in the world and his, his redemption and his justice. And I, I find that a very humbling and also life-giving um, approach that you're describing. And one, one of the questions or, or thoughts this triggers within me as well is to think about um, different levels of um, interaction so basically, when Jesus commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves and to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, you know, when I'm just talking about the interpersonal level, I'm, you know, between me and my neighbor or me and my spouse or, or me and my kids, you know, I don't need so much data. In, I mean, I know we're sort of collecting data informally uh, based on interactions and based on things that happen, but I'm not necessarily collecting data from them all the time in a, in a more formal way in order to learn how to love them better. But as we get wider in different levels of, of society, when we move more towards the systemic level, um, I, that's where it appears to me where data plays a much more important role um, to understand how systems are operating, how communities and societies are operating. Uh, what, what, what's your thoughts on that and how, um, how maybe different levels of, or, you know, societal organization uh, play into this perspective on data and, and viewing and gazing upon the face of God and data? 
It's interesting that uh, you cited that example of love God and, and love your neighbor, uh, Rodney. So I think as, as um, we measure um, our, um, when we collect the data and uh, me measure what we are doing, uh, it is very important to understand um, whether it, we are talking about uh, uh, systemic changes or whether we, whatever we are talking about, uh, it doesn't matter uh, what we are measuring, but it is important that um, what does God want us to measure or what does Bible uh, tell us about measurement? Um, and I think it was uh, one of my, uh, the person that I really admire, Florence Nightingale. Uh, she was the one who said, uh, to understand God's thoughts, we must study statistics, but these are in the measure, these are the measure of his purpose. So, what does uh, the God of measure measures? How does God find delight in our measurement, in our data? Not everything that he finds delight in. So then the question for us comes, we should be measuring the same thing. And actually the real transformational question comes, um, how does that God is reflected in our organizational data? It doesn't matter which organization we are talking about. Um, and, and are we measuring what God wants us to measure? Uh, are they reflected in our departmental metrics or are they reflected, are those true metrics reflected in, a, in our measurement that would uh, basically uh, would reflect the God of um, the God that we worship. And as I said, it is important for us to understand it's not everything uh, uh, that pleases God. There are certain things that God despises. So we have to be careful uh, in measurement. So in, in terms of uh, injustice or in terms of the systemic issues, um, how are we measuring? What, what distinction are we make, making? Are we true in our data? So like in Proverbs chapter 21, uh, 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 God displeases if we are using different weights and different, different measures. Or like in First Chronicle uh, chapter 21, verse one, uh, uh, when uh, David wanted to, to count uh, how many uh, people with strength are there in, in Israelites so that, that he can use them uh, to go for war. And, and, and God told him not to do it. Still, he did it. And, uh, and to show his own strength and not, not uh, really uh, depending on God. And, and sometimes if our data is about showing our strength or showing um, uh, what we are doing rather than uh, depending on God, that is, again, uh, the human humanness of our uh, measurements come and we cannot see God or the different styles that we are using. You know, even data collection is relational uh, when you go to the community and, and how do you, do you uh, relate with people that you're collecting data. And I think that's again, how we do matters because for, for if you are from a secular organization and if you are not influenced by your faith, then, then uh, data collection is simply a transaction for you. You go to the house, you collect the data and you just come back. Uh, and then you don't even remember that data uh, that you collected from a particular house. But if we want to really see face of God through data, then even the data collection methodologies has to be relational, um, which means uh, when you go to the community, the methodology that you're using. And so we develop uh, uh, many of the data collection methodologies where the enumerator is interacting and having a relationship 
with uh, with the res uh, respondent and you, you establish that relationship, you interact while the data is being collected. And, and then you see the face of God uh, in that respondent and the respondent sees the face of God in you. His presence is reflected. Um, and then uh, the uh, important thing is also focusing on on the transcendence metric rather over the transactional metrics um, the, the, that reflects the human flourishing, the state of shalom, uh, uh, the change uh, within the, the systemic nature of poverty, uh, faith, hope, and love. Uh, 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 they are the expression of human transcendence. And that, that sort of thing is reflected in your, in your, in your data, not, not that you are completely uh, focusing on, on transactional. You know, uh, for us, the uh, another key difference is that for me, when we uh, implement projects, implementing project uh, for a secular organization could be simply a transaction. But for us, projects are instrument that God has given us as a vehicle for transcendence. You know, so, so project we don't see as transactional. We see them as transcendence. So data that we collect are indicators. Uh, reflects the transcendence uh, nature of our work, uh, which is basically is is aligning why God has created any organization or why God has created me. Well, thank you, Sibo. That's really helpful. It reminds me that uh, what you mentioned of how we do our work in measurement is is really important, and it reminds me of love needing to be the driving force. And it, it kind of, uh, to paraphrase uh, 1 Corinthians 13, that, you know, famous passage on, on love, I've, I had this, um, this interpretation where, where Paul mentions how, you know, if I have all knowledge, uh, but I have not love, you know, I'm nothing. But mm -hmm. then he, I, I, I kind of put some parentheses in there where it's like in, in our line of work, uh, it's like if, if even if I understand all knowledge and all data, you know, I have the, the right interpret, you know, I have I understand it all, but I have not love. We're still missing something, a crucial piece of, of what we're here to do as we join God in his redemptive work in the world. And so I think that's just a great reminder that, you know, to ask ourselves, even as, you know, we have monitoring evaluation specialist training data collectors who are going out in the community, like how that process, how can we be intentional about uh, developing a process where that's more and more reflecting God's love and uh, in, in being, the, in a sense, the, the face of God in those communities, even as collecting data and, and trying to use that data. And Rod, if I can add also one more thing. Um, um, see, when we're talking about gazing the face of God, it's also important um, that our measure should be on God's strength and power and capacity and not human strength, power and capacity. Or in other words, um, what I can say, measure not human activity in human beings, but rather divine activity in human beings. The parts of Christ that uh, it shows through them uh, in relation uh, to the cause. Um, like, for example, Mother Teresa, she said, in every leper, in every sick child, I see the face of God. That for, Then for her, every leper and every child 
was not mere statistics, but mm-hmm. they in 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 them are she was seeing the face of God. So it's not the number that she is to report to her donors, but it is it is that human person. In that human person, the, she was able to see uh, the likeness uh, of God, and I think that's what in, inspired me as well. Uh, so more and more in our in our M and E, if we if if our indicators that we select select to measure are based uh, where where you can see a human person, or, or you can see a child, or 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 or, or they are not uh, basically an abstract concept, and then. If 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 the human face you put it in front of your indicators, that's the more more possibility of of, of seeing God because that's where you are seeing the likeness of God, uh, and that is why I got so fascinated uh, by human centric design when the subject of our measurement metrics uh, is not an object or it's not an abstract concept, rather it's a human person, uh, and and we know that that the human person are the image bearers uh, of the God that uh, we worship. So, and interestingly, uh, even scripture <coughs> shows the same thing. Um, what we measure uh, in our program, sometimes we measure the, uh, 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 Matthew 22, verse 32 says uh, that we should measure the absence of divine activity. So, so where Jesus uh, in that uh, particular chapter challenges us, Philip, then the measure of the sin of your forefather, because it's very important to see even the darker side because that's where then you you bring the light of hope. That's where we bring light. And and if you don't understand the um, you know or the the principalities and the powers of darkness that people are struggling with, then uh, how would you know that people will need to be redeemed from the bondage of sin? Uh, and ultimately, that's that's how we bring them closer into the kingdom. Uh, sometimes we uh, uh, we um, our Bible suggests us to measure the inhibition of the divine activity, like in Hebrew, uh, chapter 5, verse 12, where the, uh, where the writer of Hebrew castigates that, in fact, uh, though by, his, by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again and again. You need milk, not solid food. Um, but often uh, uh, scripture shows that God is asking us to measure his own presence in us. And, and that's what I said, uh, right, uh, uh, in the beginning is not getting ourselves caught in a matrix focusing on transcend transactions rather than on, on transcendence so that we can uh, measure his presence, which is what we are witnessing through data. Thank you so much, Sabo. That's really powerful. And I feel like for our listeners, uh, just hearing you talk about data in this way is going to spark lots of different types of thinking and questions around what does this look like? So maybe this is gonna be the first of many conversations we can have on this topic. Um, so thank you so much for joining and sharing with us today. Um, for people who are interested in learning more about you or more about this topic, what advice would you have for them? So, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, Rodney, as uh, ARA, I think we need to uh, start uh, writing some of this stuff uh, so that we can make it available. Um, I, I don't think we have enough uh, material out there that people can actually refer to some of the things that we are talking about. So I think it's an important responsibility for us as an ARA to, to, 
uh, sort of document. But if if they really want to understand and get engaged, uh, they can always reach out to me through LinkedIn or or through Facebook or or uh, through the email ID m a m t a s u b o d h one seven zero three at gmail.com. Thanks, Subod. We will put that information in the show notes for any of you who would like to reach out with specific questions to Subod, uh, as well as on LinkedIn when we post this podcast. Uh, we'd like, if you have any questions, to post the questions there and we can start a dialogue as well. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and email us at ARA at accordnetwork.org or connect with us on LinkedIn to send ideas of who we should talk to next or any other suggestions you have on what you'd like us to unpack on this podcast around Christ-centered measurements in relief development and advocacy. So until next time, have a great day. Thank you, everybody.